Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I'm super excited because I'm here with Erin. So Erin, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Absolutely. I'm good. Thank you. So tell me what it's like being a military spouse for you. You're a Navy spouse. Let's start with that. So (laughs) tell me what it's like being a Navy spouse. Honestly, it is one of of the best slash challenging things I think I've ever had to do like in my entire life. Like my husband and I, we've been together for almost eight years. And luckily we've only been, we've like traveled kind of like here and there, um, like back and forth. So we were stationed in Pensacola while I was finishing up school. And then we moved to Hawaii and then that's when he got, was like on deployment. And then uh, we ended up getting stationed here for another three years. So we'll be here six years total. But honestly, it is so much fun being a military spouse. Like people sometimes like always have like the negative thing of being like, oh, like military spouse. And it's like, no, it's actually really amazing because you get to travel to so many cool new places. You get to meet so many new people, experience so many things. And it's really just I guess just like a blessing, like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And I mean, who doesn't want to live in paradise? Like you're literally living in Hawaii. (laughs) Like the food here, the culture here, the people here, like, honestly, it is such an amazing experience. And I'm so thankful that we are able to be here and get to like experience like this life that we, that we have. So, which is like really cool. Yeah. And the cool part is it's like, in a sense, you're testing each location because you don't have to be there, you know, super long, like six years is a long time to be somewhere. So (laughs) you don't have to necessarily move there and commit right away. If you don't like it there, that's fine. The military will send you somewhere else. And if you don't like it there, then tough luck. You're there for a few years. I feel like that's also like a big thing too, where it's kind of like, like when we first found out that we were moving here, everybody's like, oh, like you're gonna, like either you're gonna love it or like you're gonna hate it. Right. And there are some people that put like those like negative like thoughts in your head of just like, oh, like the people are mean, like it's dirty, like it's this, it's that. But I feel like kind of like expanding like your mind and really like out, like outreaching a little bit more than just like the... I guess like initial forethought, but once you get here, you can kind of like make your own decisions and see like, you know, like what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And I think that, you know, when I first started hearing all these things about Hawaii, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to like it? Are people going to be nice? Like what is kind of like what, like, like what's going to happen. But like, honestly, as soon as we got here, like all those like negative thoughts just kind of like went out the window and we really got to see like Hawaii for its beauty and its culture and like the people and just everything here is just so magical and so wonderful. And I'll be sad when we leave here because we're just going to take all these memories that we just accumulated here over the last, you know, six years when we leave um, and really take it with us to the next, to the next place that we go. Yeah. And then you'll you know, hopefully get a decent next duty station, but it's yes. like comparing it to Hawaii. Is... It's kind of like, oh, like maybe, honestly, yeah. I really 
hope that we get restationed back in Pensacola. Like not only because that's like where we first met, but we have like our friends there, like it's close to family. And I feel like the panhandle of Florida is like Florida without being Florida. <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's own separate like <laughs> thing of Florida. Yeah. Because um, once you get into the peninsula, like yes, it's it's, like, it's great totally. for a while, but yes. <laughs> after that, well, in hurricanes, so yes. I don't hurricanes are uh, another thing to deal with. So <laughs> actually, so I grew up in Daytona Beach and I lived there for 22 years. So like oh hurricanes were like um like an annual thing for us yep. <laughs> like our mm-hmm. our thing was like if it's like a four or more you leave like that was kind of like our family's <laughs> yeah like, with hurricanes so we only had to leave maybe like three or four times but we always went up to like Atlanta like did the fun thing and then came back and it's like oh hopefully our house is still <laughs> <laughs> I know well and people because we are we were ground zero for Hurricane Ian and so yes. everyone now it's like, oh, it wasn't supposed to be that big of a deal. It wasn't supposed to be this bad. It wasn't, you know. And then Idalia just came through the big bend of Florida. And everyone's like, yep, we we packed up and we left. Like, yes. because. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. And so, you know, four or more is a good thing. But we always say two or more. <laughs> yeah, two or more. <laughs> two or more. We probably should have, like, went with that, like, as, like, a family. But we're just kind of <laughs> Well, my dad wrote out Andrew. So he, yes, he was there for Andrew and they were stationed um, at Patrick. And so they were there for that. And when Irma came through in 2017, he was like, oh, well, you know, like I wrote out Andrew, like this isn't supposed to be that bad. Like we'll stay. And we ended up leaving for Irma. But, you know. He wrote out Andrew and he's like, yeah, no, we're leaving. Like, this is getting bad. (laughs) Yeah. We got to go somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. So, my gosh, hurricanes are a fun thing to deal with. Yeah. Like over, I think we actually were supposed to, I think two years ago, we were supposed to have been hit by a hurricane. And I think that was like the first time that a hurricane would have landed on the Hawaiian islands in, I might be wrong with this number. I think it was like over a hundred years. Wow. Something like that. But we got super lucky that the hurricane didn't hit us here. Um, Cause what's crazy too, is some of the homes out in Hawaii are like single wall construction. And I just know that it would have just been a like catastrophic event if like the hurricane did hit so you know knock on wood thank god nothing happened and hopefully nothing right. in like this hurricane season so <laughs> I know they always say it's like it, my parents have told me it's my fault that it's been more active since I've gotten <laughs> home from vacation um I was in Ohio for three weeks and I came back and I said why isn't this an active hurricane season? Like the waters are extremely hot. Like this is not an active season. And I mean, meteorologists has been saying this. It's been all over the news saying the same thing. But I'm like, we have reached 101 degree temperatures on Key West, like water. And we have no hurricanes. And then here we are with very active season. Then we had Franklin and Italia. Katie we have tro- 
pickles for me. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Do you know what happened? You spoke it into existence. Exactly. It, it happened. <laughs> and here we are. Where it's oh like, oh, gosh. like nothing, like nothing's happening. It's like, should I cause something to happen? Like, <laughs> and then it all starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, perks of you know, I guess military life though, you move around, you get to experience different natural disasters. You just right. kind of had the Hawaiian fires. So right. yes, which is also so sad in itself. Cause it I actually is. have friends that live on Maui and they said that oh they've gosh. so much and like their family and their friends. And it's just, it's, it's really amazing too, like how much the community of like just all the islands. Like we had friends that um, went to go like volunteer to help bring supplies and like package them to have them go to Maui. And there's just, you know, like all this like love and everything, just really trying to support the island that just went through something so, so sad. Yeah. Cause literally you're rebuilding from sand now. Yeah. Like there's nothing. nothing. Yeah. That is, it's so devastating to see. Yeah. I mean, you hear about California wildfires all the time because that's like a year-round occurrence, but Hawaii wildfire is yeah, unreal. Because they even had a fire. So the Maui fires happened, and then there was another fire that actually happened near the Schofield base, which is kind of more in um, like the inside of Oahu, like the middle of Oahu. And I got a text from my friend at like 11 o'clock at night. And she was like, Hey, like, have you heard about these like fires? And I was like, wait, wait, like, what fires? And, um, I went on the news to come to find out that there was like a small wildfire near the Schofield barracks or like the Schofield base. Um, and I, they put it out super quick. So I was messaging like a couple of my friends and I was like, Hey, like, are you guys okay? Like if you need somewhere to come stay for like the evening, or if you need to like get away, if they evacuate you guys, like you guys are more than welcome to come here. Because we are um, closer to Pearl Harbor um, base, which is kind of a ways away, but on the island, everything's pretty close together. So it's right. farther, like far, far enough away. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough, but still far enough away. Still far enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny too, because like anytime, um, I, like even if you have to drive like more than 20 minutes on the island, you're just like, oh, that's so far. But then like at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, I miss road trips. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you can't, you're literally on the island. Oh, you have walk. to take a yeah. boat to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, a boat or a plane. To get off the island. Yeah. But yeah, but like our, our quote unquote road trips are just going to like the North shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like pretty much our road trips essentially yeah and growing up you know in the continental united states like you can literally drive i mean you can even drive from key west all the way up to alaska like you'll cross into canada but you can drive to alaska if you'd like right (laughs) (laughs) well actually kind of a funny story we so when we were pcsing from going kind of going back to like military spouse like kind of like perks thing yeah is, um, so when we were in Florida so I had like a little Prius like car because my husband shipped his truck to Hawaii because it was like more expensive right right to have it shipped there so we're like we'll just ship your truck and um so we drove with our three huskies all of our luggage their um their kennels like packaged oh my on gosh. my car from Pensacola 
to San San Francisco, I think. Or oh my gosh. I, I think it was San Francisco, but we did like an entire cross country road road trip. But honestly, it was one of the best things we've ever done. And it was so much fun. Like, I think we drove the US in like seven days, but we like stopped different places and like, yeah. We we saw like we let them like run and like we just got to like experience like all different like foods and just you know it was honestly it was a really good time like, yeah you get to sightsee and all of because southeast is different than the west and, and like, the northeast than, like, and yeah, like, the, the great lake uh, it's everything. all so different yes so and that's like I think like one cool thing about especially being like affiliated with the military in like some way is like you get to travel to like all these different places and try like their cuisines and like you know learn people's cultures and really get to like experience it for yourself which I think is honestly one of the coolest things that anybody could do because you can travel places too when you are somewhere so I know when we moved here uh COVID hit so we mm-hmm. literally in February of 2020 and then a month later the whole island was shut down oh my gosh so, yeah, Worst time to move. I know. It was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> and it's like, just kidding. You're being shut down. And we're like, yeah, cool. you have to stay home. You can't go and see the gorgeous <laughs> islands. <laughs> so we've been like really fortunate that we've been able to like do like little inner island travels like here and there. But like hopefully in the future, in the next couple of years, we can maybe go to like Australia or like go see like oh Japan. My or, like, you know, travel to like some of those islands or, you know other places too oh my gosh that would be like dream dream you know just travel every well and that's how everyone who gets stationed in you know Germany you can just hop on the train and go to Italy to France to London like you can go to all of these places because all you have to do is hop on the train and it'll take you anywhere you want that day it's insane I'm low-key kind of jealous of the people that live over there because I'm <laughs> in Italy right now. And they're like, oh, we just went to like Florence. I'm just like, wow, that's so nice. Like, yeah, for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun to hear those stories, like especially like high school military kids because they just take, you know, senior pictures at a castle. Like who does right, like that? Casually. Like it's just, <laughs> go to the castle and just take these pictures. Like um, that is literally the coolest thing, right? Ever. And I know. being able to experience that stuff, you know, like traveling the world, like with your family and seeing all these places and getting, you know, like seeing all this culture, like so young. That is one of the coolest things I think ever too. Yeah, absolutely. And you've started this little business of yours which I love and I'm wearing my necklace (laughs) yes so tell me about it and how you started it so kind of a crazy like backstory of like how I started my business so I really wanted to find a piece of jewelry that was like minimal because I'm a minimal girly like I I wear like the small dainty earrings and like the little rings and like you know just like things like that. Like that's kind of more of like my style. And when I was searching to try to find just something very minimal to support my husband in like, I guess a delicate way, I was having the hardest time trying to find like a piece of jewelry, like a necklace, a ring, a like, um, like earrings, like, you know, whatever you can think of like bracelets, 
Yeah, because all of like the red, white, and blue stuff is all this big, flashy. Like (laughs) it's it's gorgeous, and I have some, but it's all big and flashy. (laughs) And it like doesn't like for me. Like I like, and honestly, I love that stuff too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just kind of like, like, (laughs) there's a time and place for it. For exactly, (laughs) it's something where I could wear it every day, but have it be very subtle and not just like super flashy, like in your face kind of thing. So that's where I started just to make jewelry for myself. Like I started with like the silver lining and then I started with um, like the golden hour. And those were my two staple pieces where I like actually hand drew a flag design with like a little heart. And I was making these pieces like for myself and I was wearing them and my friends were like, oh, I actually really like this. Like, can you make me one too? And that's where I got the idea of, oh my gosh, like if I like this stuff and I like wearing this, well, maybe what if other people might like wearing this stuff too? And where the meanings of these pieces come from is just more so like, especially going back to like being a military spouse, like we, and like military children as well, we go through so much. And I think just like a little glimmer of like hope or like a small reminder of your day, just, I feel like really uplifts all of the negative weight that sometimes comes with being, you know, like affiliated with the military. Cause I know when my husband was gone during deployment, um, I really relied heavily on like my friends and like my family and, you know, sometimes like they couldn't always like be there for me. And that's where I was like, well, maybe if somebody has like a piece of jewelry to like have and to hold like close to them, it can maybe represent and remind them of like, Hey, like like, things will be okay. Um, You will get through this. And that's where I started making all of these little meanings behind each piece of jewelry that we create. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I have so much of it. Like, it's so gorgeous. And it's so simple. And like my everyday necklace, it doesn't need to be big and flashy. Like, I mean, I have some of the like, you know, Kendra Scott, like create your own stuff. And I have like a my 21st birthday I went and drank around the world at Disney and so so I had a black t-shirt with um that I made with neon pink like a design on it and so to commemorate that I did a black chain necklace with a neon pink stone and so like I have all kinds of stuff like that but that's not every day like where and exactly that is like occasions and where black and neon pink matches you know (laughs) and so like I mean I'm a military kid so the dandelion like I love 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 that and you know that's the the military kid flower that's the military family flower and it's just so much meaning in such a simple thing and it looks stunning Thank you so much. And thank you for also <laughs> like wearing and like supporting my small business. Like, I just love you so much for that. <laughs> it means like the absolute world to me because like trying to think of like different designs and everything, like I want everything to kind of like relate to like kind of like what we go through. You know what I mean? Because not everybody understands or like people are like, oh, you know, like, oh, like this is like what you signed up for. That's like the famous like thing that people yes, say. And it's it just, is. Like, well, like 
yes, but like, no. (laughs) So, but that's why I really just wanted all of my jewelry to kind of represent, you know, like the stages of being a spouse or like being like a, like a military child. And, you know, that's where some of actually my new pieces that are coming out are kind of representing this lifestyle that we live. And I think one thing too, is, you know, I like a thing about my business is like people might think that it's just for like military spouses and it's like or like military families or like children and it's just like no like this is jewelry that everybody can wear because even though it has a meaning behind it you can also make your own meanings for these different pieces so like for example like today I have like my totes collection that's being launched and I actually have this really funny one where it says emotional support human yeah and during deployment, um, one of my really good friends, Maddie, she was like always there for me. And we always like have this joke of like, oh, like, you know, instead of like emotional support dog, it's like, oh, (laughs) so the meaning behind, like kind of like a fun meaning behind the, the making of that piece was her. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was my emotional support human during the time that my, like, you know, my husband was deployed. So just kind of like fun, like fun things like that. And then we have like the, the brass collection, which is meant for like children. So we have like different little designs. We have like a rainbow, we have like a koi fish, we have, um, my gosh, there's like so many, like, you know, maybe we might be adding like a little dandelion to that one too. Like (laughs) just like just different things like that, where it's kind of meant for like everybody yeah, and not like specifically for like military, but kind of geared towards more military, I guess. (laughs) Well, and it, you know, it has that, the underlying roots of military, but it's not, like you said, it's not just spouses. It's not just families and kids that can wear it. It's literally anyone because it's, you know, in a sense, showing support for military and military families and military spouse, small businesses, which, you know, shop spousely is huge. So love spousely and it's so funny I feel like kind of hesitant to like join the spousely crew for a little bit and then I was like Erin like what are you doing like people are so I've met so many amazing people through this like whole community too which I like would have never in my wildest dreams imagined how supportive everybody is and I think that's like one thing too about like this community in itself is just the people that I've met over the last five months of having my business is just some of the best people I've like, I can't even thank them enough for just being the absolute best. And I know that we'll be friends for like literally lifetime. It's like, when you're my friend, you're stuck with me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, everyone gets this lifestyle of what we're going through. You have, it's one of those things where you have to live it to know it. And once you do, and once you find these friends, and the this community it's so hard to disconnect yourself from it and you may feel disconnected at some points where you know for for me it was you know we don't live near base anymore my dad's retired my one friend experienced the same thing but when you get back into that space where you're all you know just surrounded by military community it's it's like it never left and you have that for life and it, it doesn't matter. Like there's no difference. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I love like just talking to other military spouses and other military kids is like, 
my favorite <laughs> because they just get it. They understand. Yes. Yes. Like all of like, and it's like so funny thing about it too. It's like all of like the struggles and like everything that like we have to go through on like a daily basis and everything like that. It's just like, it's so nice to be able to talk to people that have gone through the same thing. And they, and like you said, they understand, you yeah. know, the kind of, you know, issues that we have to go through because they go through the same thing. And it's really nice to be able to relate to people yeah. like that as well. Yeah. My dad was injured in Afghanistan. And so, you know, when I was nine, I lived in a civilian, you know, we lived in Cleveland, Ohio. There were no military bases near. Um, his unit is in Twinsburg, which was 45 minutes away. And so telling my friends, oh yeah, my dad lost his leg. Like it's to no big deal to me because I know the, you know, the chances of it happening were likely. Um, right. And, but they're like, what do you do? Like your dad lost his leg? Like, you know what? But then you go to a military school when I, when we moved to Texas and that PCS happened, it's like talking to all of them and being like, oh yeah, my dad lost his leg. And they're like, oh, cool. You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, they understand that it's, it's common in the lifestyle to have. I mean, maybe not an amputation, but it's common to experience injuries and PTSD and TBI and all of those, you know, mental, um, you know, health issues from that. But then also major catastrophic physical injuries that can come from it, too. It's so it's so wild to to remember those days of just walking around and being like, oh, yeah, my dad lost his like. And luckily there was a military. The music teacher was a military spouse and her husband was currently deployed. So, like, oh, really? I had somebody in my school who got it and who understood. Right. But then, like, having no friends understand it is so hard. It's, yes, it's like kind of like it's it's so weird because like you go to somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, like this happened. And then they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And you're like, oh, um." (laughs) (laughs) it's good to have that like civilian versus military friend balance. But like, you have to have both because if you don't have both, then you're going to go crazy. Yes, I was just like, oh, like, like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, who can I talk to? Like, who can I like? you know, like relate to, you know, cause you have like your, like the civilian, like your civilian friends. Like I have like a ton of both. So it's kind of nice to be like, okay, like we're going to like, like I can talk to you about this, but then like, I can talk to you guys about this. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have that balance. And then sometimes like my friends kind of like intertwine together. So I have like my civilian friends that are mixed with like my like military, like spouse friends and like my military friends. And we like kind of combine, like combine forces. So then now everyone just kind of, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all get it. Yeah. And it's like, it's a great place to be able to share resources. Like so many people have gotten resources just from talking to people. Yes, And so it's huge. I actually served as the ombudsman and come to find out that Air Force is a key spouse but yes. then maybe is an ombudsman. And I still have to find out the words for like the other branches. Um, but I actually served as the ombudsman for my husband's command for two and a half years. Oh, wow. So resources and like everything else. Like I was like, so kind of nervous to like do it. Cause I was like, Oh, like, what do I do? Like, what if I mess up? But honestly, right. that was 
one of the best things I could have ever done, especially being a new spouse, is signing up for something like this because you get to learn so much about the like the branch like what they do like kind of like um like the resources that you can use other people can use you're helping people um and honestly that was probably one of like the most intense times of my entire life especially when something like ha- like when something happened or you know whatever else but at the same time too it was so nice too because you got to learn all of these things that you probably wouldn't have learned if you weren't in that position in the sense of like, like resources and everything else. Yeah. And it's huge. Amazing too, which was awesome. Yeah. And you meet a whole bunch of people. Right. <laughs> so it's a good way to like, just jump right in. Right. <laughs> yeah. My mom was always, um, like working with the family readiness group, the FRGs and, you know, deployments and Christmas, like those were huge times where there'd be parties and there'd be events and, it was always just so, so incredible to be around, you know, there's one thing about being around your unit, but being around, you know, everyone military related, you know, I think it's so, it's such a good feeling. And even now, like, you know, in college, it's like seeing somebody who's related to the military still, it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's such a warm, happy, fuzzy feeling. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And so the thing that I always like to ask people last, and it kind of trips them up sometimes, but because it's such a hard question, um, what is some advice you would give to another military spouse? You've probably got a lot, especially being an ombudsman, but. (laughs) Girl, I am ready for this question. Yes. Um, So the biggest takeaway that I even had to learn myself was just take it day by day. Like it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and you know, you're only one person you, it might seem like a lot, but you can do it. Like no matter if it's like you're, you know, you have like three kids, your husband's deployed TDY, if you're going through school, if you're starting a new business, if you're starting working, if you're trying to balance that work work, life, um, you know, spouse being gone, anything, it can be a lot, but just know that you're stronger than you think and you will get through it. And I think the biggest thing is, is like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, everything is going to be okay. And I always live by that. And I think that that is like the, one of the biggest things that I can tell like a military spouse, whether you're a brand new military spouse, like at a boot camp, or if you're a seasoned spouse, like everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Cause even as a seasoned spouse, like I'm sure they all still have their moments of like, Ooh, what do I do? Like, you know, those freakouts. Like, <laughs> and so everyone has it, whether you're, you know, brand new or you're seasoned. So it's, so important to just take it day by day. I mean, it's a good life advice anyways. <laughs> take it day by day. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And where can listeners connect with you and find the Dainty Forces Co.? So we are on Instagram, we're on TikTok, Facebook, we're on Spousely. Shout out to Spousely. Yes. Um, community on Spousely. <laughs> um, and we also have our own website as well at thedaintyforces.com. So make sure to go check us out. Yes, absolutely. And I have a discount code of Gracie10. Yes. So yes. use that. Use that code. Use that code. Get, Get 10% like, off. Yourself. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Erin, for being on oh the gosh. podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace with Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.